Hello and welcome to episode two of season two of the Let's Plan Your Wedding podcast. I'm your host, Danny C, and this season is all about finding, betting, and hiring your vendors. And today we are talking about catering and bartending. Quick reminder that this podcast is meant to be listened to in order, so walking through season one is best practice, since setting the foundation for your event will only help you communicate clearly with your vendors. Season one, episode three, called What Weddings Cost, is going to be especially helpful in understanding the budgeting aspect to the next two episodes, food and beverage and rentals. So make sure to revisit that as well. Season one, episode three, What Weddings Cost. But even if you're bouncing around, let's talk food and beverage. Very important elements for your event. Let's dive in. Particularly at a wedding, we're not selling food. What we're selling is a stress-free experience. That's Laura Holmquist, owner of Five Star Catering. She has been running a premier full-service event catering company in the Central Coast area for over 20 years. Our job is to make it so the client doesn't have to worry about not just the food, but the whole execution of the whole event. Uh, I mean, the caterer kind of start to finish is on site and is really um, kind of controlling the flow of the event. I mean, together with a coordinator, but uh, we're really involved. One of the few vendors besides the coordinator that's involved in every little step of the way. And so really, we want to make sure that food comes out smoothly but also that just the guests have this awesome, great experience. So five-star catering is full service. And those who listened to our last episode are going to appreciate this term, full service. Because similar to wedding planners and coordinators, there are different levels of involvement caterers can have with your event. Restaurants may be willing to deliver carryout trays, taco trucks will set up their stands, but catering for a wedding generally requires much, much more. So if you're like a taco truck who on you know Wednesday nights is at a brewery serving tacos, then pretty much you just move that to a Saturday venue and you serve tacos. But you don't necessarily provide staffing. You don't provide appetizers for a cocktail hour. They usually don't do any rentals or setup or cleanup. This is something Laura saw right from the start and is in fact the heart behind the formation of her company, Five Star Catering. In kind of talking to people that were planning events, and I was in the corporate world way back when, it just seemed really complicated. It seemed like you kind of had to know what you were doing to plan an event instead of having a catering company that sort of planned it for you. So um, we just thought we could kind of um, make it easier for clients by sort of packaging things together and... um, not having to have them think through so much about how many forks they had and, um, you know, how many tables they needed. And we could just kind of do that all together for them. The truth is that food and beverage for weddings can be very complicated. And unlike Laura, not every catering company is equipped to take everything on. Think through for a second your expectation for your day. Is there a beverage station at your ceremony? A cocktail party to follow that includes grazing stations and appetizers? A great meal for a large number of guests served on time, delicious and piping hot. Wine and water being poured tableside. Maybe even a champagne toast. Also, what elements of your venue make it either easy or challenging for catering staff to work from? I think the common misconception of wedding food and beverage is that it's the same for other events. But you may already be realizing that you have envisioned a long day where there are lots of food and beverage needs spread out around multiple different areas. So unless your venue has an in-house caterer, taking care of everything, 
The simplest way to have a cohesive game plan is to hire a full-service caterer like Five Star because they will be able to take everything, excuse the pun, off your plate. First and most important to us has always been to have super high quality food that's made from scratch. But it also has been equally important to us to have really professional service staff. And um, that's something that we really have to train our staff in kind of professional service because a lot of them growing up in a casual town have not been to formal restaurants and have not been in situations where there's a high level of expectation for service staff. It just feels really important to kind of emphasize the importance of the staff being professional. So to be considered a full service caterer, someone like Five Star Catering takes care of every food and beverage need throughout the day, along with setup and teardown and staffs the event with professional and well-trained servers. Beyond that even, they have their own inventory of rentals and can coordinate rentals for couples. And we are one of the rare catering companies in this area that actually owns a lot of our in-house china and glassware and, um, you know, setup equipment. So we, we have chosen to invest in that and offer that to our clients at discounted pricing. But we also work with the outside rental companies. So anything that you need for your event, we will help coordinate and facilitate. So in Laura's case, she has it all, but take inventory of what your venue is providing. And for the backyard wedding, consider if you get those key items from either a caterer or a combination of catering and rental companies. These are items like tables, chairs, heat lamps, dance floors, lighting, as well as kitchen equipment and tablescapes, plates, flatware, glassware, linens, maybe even a tent. Especially when building out an on-site kitchen in a place that doesn't have a commercial kitchen, understanding where your catering team ends and your rental team comes in is essential. So for a full service caterer like Laura, when should you reach out to book? I think uh, it's never too soon to start securing your venue and your caterer because we're finding that the weekend dates are booked up um, a year in advance. I mean, right now as we're, we're talking, it's it's March and most venues don't have dates available and we have very few weekend dates available for the rest of the year. And then you can kind of cross it off your list and sit back and relax and wait to do the detail planning until you get a little closer. And where do you even start with food as far as what you are going to serve? Five Star Catering does offer great sample menus on their website, but Laura also starts with discussing the menu with a couple. So we're really big on um, sort of identifying what's important to people. If there's any particular thing they want to serve, sometimes people want to honor, you know, the grandma Krista with her meatball recipe. We really just kind of brainstorm with the clients on what they want the food to look like. And nowadays it's also about accommodating um, dietary preferences or allergies. And so it's really important for caterers to be sensitive to that. Let's talk budgeting though. I asked Laura how else she advises couples on what elements make a wedding more or less expensive. You know, the food itself, there's a little bit of variability based on, you know, your proteins, whether you're doing tri-tip or, you know, prime rib or filet mignon or whether you do snapper versus halibut or lobsters. So the menu does have a factor, obviously, in the pricing, but a greater factor is the staffing component. So um, family style is going to be more expensive than buffet style because you need more staff to get the food out hot to everybody, both in the kitchen and on the front end. Obviously, the more people you have, the larger your, your catering budget needs to be. The greatest determination of overall catering costs is your guest count. Um, so when you have more people, you have more staff, you have larger amounts of food, you have more rentals, you kind of just need more of everything. 
So the menu itself and the manner in which it's served, as well as the guest count. But there is sort of a, a sweet spot. Um, you know, it kind of takes as much labor to do 50 people as it does 75 people. So we find that um, for the most part, catering kind of almost falls into brackets. So it's almost like, you know, 50 or fewer people is going to be one price and then 50 to 75 is somewhat similar. And then, you know, above 75 or, you know, 100, you start gaining some economies of scale. And at the same time, you know, you have to look at both your overall budget, but also your per person budget. So your per person budget will be much higher per person, the smaller your group size, because you just have those fixed costs of, you know, maybe bartending or, um, you know, certain tables or basic levels of staff that are going to be the same for 50 people as they are for 75. Okay, let's debunk a common myth. Laura, if you don't say it's a wedding, will caterers quote you less than if you do say it's a wedding? Yeah, it's an interesting phenomenon. We get the, the the weirdest calls where people are like, oh, I'm planning a family gathering for 125 people on a Saturday in June. They're very reluctant to admit it's a wedding because I, I personally have even set, seen a lot of articles written out there that say, don't tell your caterer it's a wedding. They mark it up. They charge you more. And at least in our case, it's absolutely false. We charge based on what services are required. And there are definitely services related to weddings that are maybe not there for like a birthday party, things like a cocktail hour, things like a 10 hour workday for staff. So for us, it's the same. If you want to do a birthday party that follows sort of the format of a wedding, it's going to cost the exact same thing as a wedding. What might be less expensive is if you're doing a party in your house, you don't need rentals, you don't need, um, you know, 10 hours of staff on site, and you really just want food brought in for a few hours. But that's not a typical wedding. Weddings really need staff to do setup, to do appetizers, to do beverage service, to do tableside beverage service, you know, not just a bar, to pass a toast, to help cut cake. Um, and, and for us, we don't charge for any of those individual services. It's really just um, we know what staff is required on site to, to carry that out and make that a successful event. So with all of that, another pun here, food for thought, let's switch gears to beverage and bartending. It may not shock you to learn that Five Star Catering also provides this service. Um, we offer both bartending and food service, and uh, we find that's a, a great uh, mix. But even if your caterer doesn't include bartending or you want additional bartending or specialty cocktails featured at your event, Laura says the key is coordination between the teams to be sure guests don't get hung up waiting in lines. Whatever you can do to minimize bar lines is super important. And that's um, that's where we find that having a bartenders and caterers on the same team can be beneficial because if we see the bar line building, the staff can pass things like wine or do tableside service. Uh, and likewise, when the bar may have a little lull during dinner, the bartenders can kind of come out from behind the bar and, and help on the floor. Switching now to the perspective of the bar. I think every guest wants to know how to make sure their guests don't go straight from a beautiful ceremony to a mile-long bar line. We're kind of known for dealing with that initial post-ceremony rush in a really efficient way. That's Alana Sullivan, owner of Poor Girl Bartending, also servicing the Central Coast area of California. We trade pass throughout the lines um, as you know everyone's moving towards the bar. We'll trade pass a variety of drinks or signature cocktails. And then we will batch the signature cocktails for a quick pour at the bar. And what about just adding another bar? You know, we've learned over the years that sometimes having those third and fourth bars, it seems like a good idea, but they're 
seldomly visited. We've had more success when you have two large bars rather than four smaller ones. It's more efficient to work as a team in this industry as well, because there's so much equipment that goes into it and you have these batched cocktails and all these individual ingredients and to work together. Um, it's just, it's always a better flow. So I would say, yeah, we always try to look at the guest count, the property and come up with a good plan for how many bars there should be. But poor girl bartending is unique, not just in its expertise for creating craft cocktails and bartending events, but in the setup that Alana brings to the events. So our service is not only a cocktail catering company, but also a mobile bar. So we have a 1970s restored horse trailer that we've converted into a bar. So that's one option. We can kind of pull that up to different venues or private residents and serve from there. Or we can just offer a cocktail catering from a rental bar or an in-house bar. Similar to the food, there are multiple elements of beverage service for weddings, from the cocktail hour to service that's needed for guests throughout dinner and beyond. I asked Alana, with these separate teams coming together, who covers what? As far as partnering with a catering team, our service is definitely not like a one-size-fits-all kind of offering. It's really customized. So we just typically communicate with the planners and the catering teams in advance to kind of like determine which aspects of service outside of bartending we will manage. Um, for example, like a toast service or tableside wine pouring can be completely our team's responsibility, or it can be something that the catering team plans to cover. So it's just a conversation, really. If we are seeing a theme here with all our vendors, it's about understanding key elements, not just of the raw goods that the vendor provides, but the service required throughout the event, as well as setup and teardown details. It's a really good reminder for people planning their weddings and for planners that bartenders are staffed to bartend. So for things like cutting a cake or busing, or we've had to like calibrate kegerators and do store runs and so many aspects of service that are just overlooked. So um, even like lighting, we've bartended at many dark bars, which can make for some very interesting custom cocktails. But yeah, so I would just say, really consider all the aspects of service that go into the wedding itself. Let's walk through a couple commonly asked questions, starting with when you should book a cocktail service like Poor Girl Bartending. I would say for a wedding, six to 10 months prior would be great, um, just for availability's sake. And otherwise, three months prior to an event. And how do you decide what to serve at your event? As far as coming up with menus, that's personally my favorite part. We will have a phone consultation and talk about their favorite spirits, their favorite ingredients that we can incorporate. And as an option, we can consult with them and go further into their love story and history as a couple and maybe develop a menu based on, you know, some of their themes, like their mutual hobbies or road trips they've taken, um, their pets and that type of thing in order to customize a cocktail menu that's really specific to their story. What about if your venue is beer and wine only? There's all kinds of things you can do with sparkling rosé, you know, with brut, cava, Sauvignon Blanc. And what if you don't drink alcohol or the wedding will be a dry wedding? As far as completely dry, 
we really like to design menus using adaptogenic tonics and herbs. So a lot of the herbs that we use actually have mood boosting and energizing or euphoric properties, which um, is a really nice offering for people that don't drink alcohol because they can still celebrate with something equally as charming and even uplifting. And as far as purchasing the alcohol, that's something Alana gives her clients the option to do either themselves or have organized through her team. Yeah, so everyone that hires us has the option to provide their own alcohol purchase, and we can actually organize that purchase through a local distributor to be delivered to the event site. As far as the price difference, the distributors, she said, were in line with pricing through wholesale shops, but have the added benefit of delivery straight to the venue. Some couples still prefer to do their own shopping, though. I asked Alana what other advice she had to tell couples as they consider these types of services. I think it's pretty important if you're not hiring a full service planner to think about all the aspects of service that really go into weddings, especially if you plan on employing like a a pizza cart or a taco truck or something like that for your meal that doesn't come with staffing and service staff. These events are not like a one size fits all thing. And we as a company, like 15 of us, we're happy to cover everything we can as long as it's in our plan. We have the staff and we have the time and we're ready for it. And we love it. We love to do as much as we can. So to conclude, consider catering and beverage services on whether they can offer not only the product you are looking for, excellent tasty food and cocktails, at a price that makes sense for your budget, and that they are available for your date, but also consider if their setup and teardown plan works for your event and if they provide the service staff needed throughout your event. If they don't, we heard in the last episode how a wedding coordination or planning team could help you supplement service staff to fill in those gaps, bringing on-site teams to set up and tear down, bartend, or serve food. I think for me, almost parallel to season one, where we spent the first few episodes brainstorming the four key building blocks of your event, venue, date, guest list, and budget, in this phase of wedding planning, we are determining all of the items at the event, what the venue includes, wedding planning and coordination, food and beverage package, and rentals. These are the dials you can turn. Paying more for one means you likely won't need as much of the others. For example, say your venue is all-inclusive and has an on-site commercial kitchen that is providing all the food and beverage for your event and it comes with an on-site venue coordinator. This means you don't need to hire additional rentals or additional catering and may choose a final month coordinator or just solely rely on your venue. Or perhaps you're overwhelmed and your venue is a rented space that doesn't provide much else. You circle back to listen to the episode before this about wedding coordination and wedding planning and decide to go with a more full service wedding planner to help you orchestrate a caterer and some specialty food and beverage items as well as a myriad of different rentals being brought on site because you are realizing that your venue isn't going to cover the majority of what you need, or you listen to this episode and you are sold on a full-service catering company like Five Star Catering, talented, highly recommended, and capable companies that provide not only all the food and beverage, but all the rentals and service staff as well. So you won't need an outside rental service, and you feel confident with either an on-site coordinator and or a final phase wedding coordinator. But if you are a backyard wedding at a private residence, you have a lot to consider. You have the most work to do in transforming your space into a wedding venue. 
with our four building blocks for this phase. Number one, what your venue provides. Number two, professional wedding planning and coordination. Number three, catering and bartending. And number four, the rentals. Your venue is not inclusive. And so you are only left with those other three key services to make your vision come to life. Doing everything yourself is still possible, but I want to encourage couples to make that choice based on real numbers from actual quotes from catering and rental companies. And I think get a couple quotes to know the value of the things in your area. You may think it's cheaper to do your event one way, but you won't know for sure until you reach out to catering companies. Also consider if you have the time and energy to manage all the food purchasing and prep the week of your wedding. When you speak to catering companies, let them walk you through their services. Just keep your event spaces and the rough schedule of your day in mind. Good luck and bon appetit.